I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, May 18th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, some interesting news from Russia. So we've been talking about all the different Western businesses that are leaving, but finally, or at least actually maybe not finally, but McDonald's has decided they're going to sell their entire Russian operations. They're going to pull out of the country entirely. How does that make you feel? Hungry? No, it's less inclined to go to Russia right now. Not that a lot of people are traveling there, but it is big because they were one of the big and earliest Western influenced companies to move in. And I think we even talked about it on the podcast as things were unfolding with their war on Ukraine and and sort of how McDonald's is going to be handling that. So I guess it does come as a surprise, but maybe this is the end of sort of the, Russia being uh, courted by Western countries. The company. Well, it's just crazy. It was a sign. It was a sign of of capitalism. It was a sign that things were changing in Russia. It was one of the first companies. Like you said it was one of the first companies to enter Russia to enter that market, and people became really accustomed to it as that that kind of indication of progress. So the fact they're pulling out, it's more symbolic than anything. I'm not sure it really does much for the country materially, but it is like a, symbolically, it really shows you that the world is becoming, let's just say a lot smaller. When McDonald's pulls out of entire countries, you know something is afoot. Brett, aside from no Mick Cafe in Moscow anymore, what do we have for Peak Pals? For first story, fearful flying. For our second story, break the internet. And for our third story, price drops. For our first story, horror stories around long wait times at Canadian airports have flooded the news in recent weeks, and now the government is asking airlines to shrink their schedules and cancel planned flights to reduce the stress on airports, Brett. That sounds like quite an ask for the government to make. You have a flight coming up this week. What is happening at Canadian airports? I'm dreading it. I, you know, if you've gone on social media, you've probably seen photos and videos of the long lines at Canadian airports. It's a real thing. And I'm, I'm actually personally very concerned about it. And so here's what the Globe and Mail says are the three factors at the root of Canada's air travel woes. So the first is labor shortages. Canada's tight labor market has hit airports hard, leaving them seriously understaffed and unable to hire and train new workers in a timely manner. The next is COVID restrictions. Canada's COVID-related travel policies are more stringent than other countries, as we know, leading to longer processing times for incoming travelers, which in some cases have quadrupled. And the last is lagging security. Pre-boarding security times at Canadian airports were exceedingly long way before the pandemic and have only gotten worse since. This is a three-headed monster. That's what we refer to it as here, Brett. And the inefficiencies have led to endless wait times and security and customs lines, extended deplaning times, and many delayed flights. On Monday, Canada's largest airport, which is obviously Pearson, had 48% of its flights delayed. That's really awful. Good for most delays around the world. This is, this is a category we do not want to lead in in Canada or at Pearson. Brett, why does this backlog at Canada's airports matter to the Canadian economy and maybe even you specifically? It's really bad. You should, you know, you, people should really look up that flight aware chart of the most delayed airports in the world. Can Toronto's at the top. Air Canada is the number one delayed airline in the world. It's, it's crazy. But Canada's recovering tourism sector is looking to capitalize on the summer travel season with one projection having Canada's tourism industry raking in 66 to $69 billion in revenue this year. That's more than $20 billion boost from last year. But this bounce back is in jeopardy if travelers, both international and domestic, are put off by the this, you can only call it a circus going on at Canada's airports. Agreed. And here's the bottom line. Everyone who steps through an airport is worse off if these delays continue. 
from overtaxed food workers to flight attendants and pilots who are allegedly not being paid for extra hours spent on the tarmac. That's awful too. To travelers that could potentially include you and me and my family, Brett. So be prepared for your travel plans to be thrown into a tailspin if things don't get resolved. For our second story, Google claims Canada's Online News Act would break the internet, but not in that go viral way. It's in a bad way, Jay. And so what's happening with Bill C-18? Well, Google is ramping up its opposition to the government's proposed online news laws, which we're calling, which are called Bill C-18, with a harsh online post that warns it would put the core function of Google's search engine at risk and hinder access to quality information on the internet. So Google's Sabrina Germania called the bill as it's currently drafted, and it's currently in second reading. I think it's at committee right now. It's a link tax that would hurt the news industry and negatively impact customers since the ability to link freely between websites is fundamental to how the internet works. She did not follow that up by saying, duh. Now, the government unsurprisingly disagrees. A spokesperson for the Canadian Heritage Minister rejects claims that the bill amounts to a link tax or that it would limit search results adding the platform earns money from having links to news sites because of the work of journalists. That's kind of us, Jay. And so what's I guess what's our take on this? Anyways, <laughs> and here's a bit, bit more background of what's going on. The laws are modeled after similar media laws enacted last year in Australia, which now require technology companies that generate advertising revenue from sharing links to news content to compensate the news organizations that create the content. Facebook initially went so far as to block news sharing in Australia, and Google threatened to do the same. So both ultimately backed down after the proposal was amended to make it easier for the companies or broker deals with the news outlets themselves. Now, back in Canada, the idea behind the Online News Act is similarly to formalize a fair revenue sharing model between technology companies and Canadian news outlets overseen by the Canadian Radio Television Telecommunications Commission, the CRTC, you know, I have to emphasize, we're, we're a news media organization. Yeah, so where's, where's our agreement? <laughs> well, and that's why this bill matters. The proposal exempts platforms from elements of the law if they can reach compensation agreements with publishers. Since Canada's major news outlets have already inked deals behind closed doors, the potential of a search disruption is likely overblown. Well, no one's talked to me. So Reddit, read the peak.com. And for our final story, gone are the days of real estate listings that fetch dozens of bidders, all willing to pay thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars above the asking price. Economists are now predicting that Canadian home prices will drop by double digit percentages this year as higher borrowing costs, which have been sparked by interest rate hikes, take their toll on the country's out of control real estate market. This according to a story in the Globe and Mail. Brett, this feels like a huge deal. What's going on? with Canada's red hot, or I guess the the market formerly known as the red hot housing market. Oh, don't worry, Jay. I still think it's red hot. You know, a little shift doesn't doesn't change that. So TD economist Rishi Sandhi forecasts a double digit percentage decline in average home prices over by the end of this year. And BMO senior economist Robert Kavasich predicts a 10 to 20% drop in certain regions, including shaky suburban markets in Ontario. Now, the National Home Price Index fell 0.6% to $866,700 last month for the first time since April 2020. Now, according to the Canadian Real Estate Association, this was led by smaller markets in southern Ontario like Oakville and Cambridge. Now, Phil Soper, CEO of Royal LePage, he told the Globe and Mail that the pandemic housing boom is clearly winding down. Bidding wars are easing 
and prices are beginning to flatten. And here's why it matters, Brett. A price drop of 20% will likely only hit recent home buyers since average values would still remain higher than before the start of the pandemic. Since January 2020, the National Home Price Index is up 52.2% for an analysis from the Globe's Rochelle Younglay. And look, while it's clear the prices are falling, it's really hard to see whether this is a long-term trend that will make the housing market more accessible to younger generations, or if it's just a brief market correction that will just jump right back up the moment interest rates go back down. We'll have to see, Jay. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one, I'd follow this podcast or your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, thanks for sharing your email address. Now I can finally email you. Oh, it's it's very easy to find, Jay. A quick Google away. <laughs> well, but Google is very nervous about the I guess if, results. If, yeah, if, they, if there's no Google, you can't find my email address. And who's going to get in touch with me about doing the media deal? <laughs> Have a good day, Brett. You too, Jay. <laughs>